Right. Uh, which is, which I think we are live now. I think the, the, the technology is suggesting we are live, and we've been live for eight seconds. Um, oh, my goodness, right. Readjust that to live chat. There's some, some mild technical gremlins to, to kick us off, but anyway, there it's was all it, good. There always is with me. Oh, well, indeed. Uh, oh, people in uh, little, uh, for, for the early people who, have joined, who are joining the chat nice and early, um, you'll be happy to know that the, um, the, uh, the, the bingo is coming back. Uh, so fans of the bingo, <laughs> fans of the Rail Natcher bingo, it shall be returning thanks to um, uh, very good friends and supporters and, and, and teams behind Rail Natter. Right, anyway, enough waffling. It's time to talk about electrification, or, or rather, it's time to talk about the fact this episode 142, uh, which is obviously, you know, there's a, uh, given that we're getting into, this, into the thick of um, multiple units and multiple unit numbers, uh, it, fe- it feels right to, to bring up this nice picture of booths with a, with a class uh, 142 being smashed to bits, which is uh, what it should have been really at the drawing board stage. But anyway, there we go. Um, the hubris of man, etc. But anyway, yeah, the, the happy celebration to the hopeless 142. Uh, for anyone who wants to burst all the bubbles about one, uh, about paces, who think paces are good and were good uh, in any way and saved anything, well, I can tell you that actually paces were bad and saved nothing. And Dr. Kevin Tennant, who is a historian who knows his onions, um, uh, guides us through why this is. So uh, go back and watch that episode if you if you if you enjoyed it. Lots of you have watched this one already. It's a popular episode. Anyway. Before that, oh, Simon's here, by the way. Simon's in the background. Hello, Simon. Hello. Always in the background. That's fine. That's where I like to be. <laughs> so uh, we're going to, we're going to, we are, I'm aiming to keep all matters under an hour uh, other than occasionally when they're not. So, so we're, we're aiming to, to, to wrap this up by eight. So uh, the COVID stats. And, and unusually, I've pulled out an extract from my spreadsheet to start with because uh, there's a number on here that I want everyone to notice. That number being the number 99. Here it is, the number 99. Mm, it's like... Incredible, yeah, flake, yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible scenes. Given that this this is on the eighteenth of November, the eighteenth of November here, my my getting used to my whack, and here we are, eighteenth uh, of November, uh, which is in, just in the midst of everything in chaos. So just, you know, uh, various bits of strike action here and there. Uh, you know, the 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 sorry state of services. Uh, you know, the government cutting more, you know, running fewer services, the, the, the shift to, to kind of all the cancellations, good grief. And we reached 99% of pre-COVID levels. Just wild. So uh, how does that actually look in practice? Well, in practice, it looks like this. Uh, there it is, bumping up against the 100% of pre-COVID levels, Mark. We're not out of the woods yet. Don't remember, 100% is not... If, if we hadn't had COVID, we would currently be at 130, 140, 150%. So it's not that we're back to business as usual yet, but it just bursts that bubble that government is determined to, to suffocate us with as an idea that like ridership isn't going to return to where it was. It's just, that's just a Bobbin's opinion that is backed up by no data whatsoever. Um, you know, yes, there've been changes to London commuting patterns, but those are wildly outbalanced by um, how many more people are traveling by rail outside of the M25. So anyway, uh, and then actually, I think the clear picture is painted by uh, zooming right back out to looking at the whole crisis. Um, Simon, feel free to chip in if you you have uh, capital T thoughts on this. But if you just look, I was looking at this as being a bit of a, a like a bit of a sort of slumpy macro trend. Well, this 100%, uh, so this is the rolling, by the way, this is the rolling um, kind of uh, seven-day average. So it's not, it's not actually reached 100% yet. It's the rolling seven-day average. But you can see that 
that's hopping up to above 90%. And actually, it, it is looking much more like a, an ascending trend, even if there is a slight slowing to that rate of increase, as you'd expect, given that we're bumping up against capacity and, and limited services and, and, and the, the operator care. So um, this is good news. Take some heart from this uh, and shout at your MP about it. If you want them to notice this and, and, not, and government to not perpetuate all of its myths about declining industry, blah, 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 shout at your MP. Say, MP, I see, according to the statistics, that rail is ascending ridership is ascendant what is your government doing about it or what are you as opposition doing to ensure that we expand our railway system expand the number of services so there we go i'll add one i'll add one thing because what we're getting now is yes. is as the kind of retort particularly from a treasury point of view i know yeah, boo. uh they say well that's that's maybe fine we're getting 100 percent of, of, of pre-covid but they're not all paying 100 percent of the revenue so what gives and that's the excuse now to kind of yeah that is the counter that's what have, i'm hearing it's like them, oh yeah but less. revenue's not there it's like well but the only thing it well but the thing is what's most frustrating is everyone in the industry who knows vaguely what's going on knows that the big problem we have was summed up by andrew haynes the other week where he said we are basically handing over all our revenue to the treasury and then being told to cut costs which means we can't actually do anything with the revenue that we that we use which is like completely against what br did br took the revenue, they had the sectors, they pumped it in, yeah, they made efficiencies, blah. Yep. Wave wasn't perfect, um, and we kind of eulogise it because it was the 80s and the 80s are in vogue. However, um, we, we just we just hand over any kind of profit, like good stuff we do over to the Treasury, and they go, thanks, but you're still in debt to us, so we're just, they're just cutting us off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's that, the that, worst possible situation. They have more power terrible. than they've ever had before. It's frightening. Terrible. Yeah, absolutely frightening. Um, and there's no sign of that being fixed. We're, we're going to talk no. about that. Actually, I've just submitted a piece, uh, spoiler alert to everyone. Uh, well, not a spoiler alert at all, actually. Just a little tease. I've just submitted a piece to the um, the IPPR's journal, uh, Progressive Review, Ooh. where I have, and, I, and I'm going to write, I'm going to publish an expanded version of it once it's finished and if IPPR will let me. Um, I'll publish the original unabridged version. But it's essentially a brief history or a high-speed history, if you will, of... Um, pre immediately pre and mostly post railways at 1993 and, and i've i kind of went through i was like i was challenged to sort of summarize the history um as succinctly as possible uh and try and uh, and use it as a way to look at why we are in the mess we are now and quite pleasingly everything fits together very nicely and actually the narrative is quite ple- like okay it's a big spider web it's not a linear narrative but it, you can very much trace how we are in the mess we're in today following from pre and post 1993 it's quite nice i i will i will we'll, i'll do an episode on it um i'll kind of turn it into an episode as well but I'll, i will publish it on medium for everyone to look at if it doesn't get easily accessible through the ippr's journal anyway i'll, I'll work out the logistics of that but anyway peace on the way everyone and i'll be doing it as an episode in early january given it'll be 2023 30 years beyond anyway i digress so um, oh, uh, worth noting that annoyingly, that data set, which we've been relying on for this trend, which I've which has been brilliant, I've really enjoyed uh, dipping into it. They're changing it from weekly to monthly, which is very annoying. Um, so that's basically to make sure that it went, by the time it appears, it's old news, which is kind of frustrating. Sigh. So, so that's a little bit annoying. But um, anyway, uh, we're not here to, to, to dwell on the fact that DFT are, are, are for some reason deciding not to. This is surely easy as hell and entirely automated. I don't know why they have to turn this off. It's kind of irritating. Um, I don't know whether it is actually because it's being used to hold them to account or not. Uh, that, the cynic in me is saying yes. Anyway, we're here to talk about this. 
Simon is not here to talk about other things. Well, you know, always welcome to talk, join us and talk about anything you like, Simon. But we are here to talk about this yeah. map, I suppose, and the report and the methodology behind it. Yes. Uh, so, without further ado, let's uh, let's get cracking. Um, everyone, welcome to tonight's Rail Matter. City 225 fades away. Actually, we're going to start with the news before we get into into, into matters of natters uh, and, and northern electrification. We're going to just talk one, one news item today, which is um, there's plenty of news we're going to wrap up into into uh, an episode, either next week's episode or the week. I think next week's episode, yeah. I should know that given that I just scheduled it. Um, but uh, there's the, 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 the design for Euston Station here, they're, they're calling it a £2.6 billion uh, pound station. Um, and uh, it's boasting longest concourse in the UK, direct underground link with Euston Square Station. What, what they're not being honest about, uh, this, this is open to consultation, by the way, so you can have your input. Um, yeah, also, I was, this is the Evening Standard. The reason I'm in the evening stand, uh, using the Evening Standard is because I was quoted in it. Uh, rail commentators such as Gareth Dennis, that's, that's me, sorry, uh, have criticised the designs as deeply embarrassing for their perceived lack of ambition. Um, uh, you might think, why is an HS2 advocate... Um, speaking out against it i'm speaking out against it because this should be the gateway to the rest of the the bloody country it should be the most spectacular bit of railway engineering that we've we've seen and actually what they're doing um very cleverly in all this stupid architectural uh, renders is that they're they've made all of the buildings invisible you see here well i've decided to make it particularly in this one that's the most egregious version of this i've decided to uninvisible the buildings and all of a sudden it's like oh oh the Oh, it's oh, they're hiding it under some buildings. Yeah. Can I mm. can I add at this point, given that I work in one of the buildings that yes. is still there, which is <laughs> not far from where this uh, rendering is 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 done. Uh, yeah, like the reason the Euston Square like forecourt outside the concourse feels not very nice is because of tower blocks. Yes, and what we've done is not learned from that. Uh, in yes. fact, it's going to be worse because these are just two. They've deliberately excluded the fact that there's, these are two of a like a scattering of these things, a, a, a kind of hemming in an entire hemming in of the station uh, in, in an incredibly egregious fashion to the point where it will dwarf the station building. Um, the fact that it's just these two little gold wings are the only architectural feature is just so depressing. And it's the same in the other pictures. Look up, like, like, look, look up here. It's a corner. It's a corner. It's a corner of a shopping center. That's this all thing, it is. This, this is, this is building. This is building That's all here. It is. Totally hemmed in. This is just literally just a little door. Welcome to the gateway to the rest of the country that we're kind of embarrassed about. I guess it's shocking. It's shocking. This is the green, I presume. This is Drummond Street. Is Drummond Street the owner? Oh, no, it's a bit that's, further in. It's that's not the west the... side, looking at the HS2 side. So you're looking east. Yes. And you know what's beyond that? Yes, Some pancreas. East. Yes. Oh, just just wild. Um, so just yeah. So the buildings there. Uh, this exclude. You've got corner building here, but actually there's other there's other buildings here that they've they've just omitted to. In, uh, it's all very cheeky, and I don't like it at all. Uh, again, look, built huge built buildings, 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 buildings everywhere. Um, it's just it's just very dishonest. Uh, the station's going to be 
just lost to the to the oversight development. Just, just why am I pissed off about this? Because uh, we should be having some vision about our look at this. This is central. This is Rotterdam Central. This is what we should be aiming for. Something that's absolutely iconic and unmistakable and a, a, a an enormous draw. You know, it should be one of the most iconic buildings in London. And it's going to be little more than a side entrance to a shopping centre. It's absolutely... It's embarrassing. It's why I use deeply embarrassing, because it is embarrassing. You know what? We don't even have to look to the, to our friends in Europe to to see how embarrassing this is, because even Curzon Street is better. Curzon Street is substantially better. Look at this. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a station. It's a pretty grand train shed. Like, this is much more much more iconic, and it's, you know, it's the other end of the line. I just, It's just shocking. It's just rubbish. What on earth are they thinking? Well, I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, Andrew Gilligan has gone. I'm giving you no money more than you can make if you ca- compromise the building for us. Bearing in mind, we've, deli- we've shedded a platform specifically so that we can have oversight development. They've compromised the station's operational capabilities in order to put OSD on top. Um, it's just shocking. It's just absolutely wild. What are we building? Are we building a shopping centre or a railway station? Anyway, rant over. Oh, Simon, I'm sorry about that. But uh, there right. we go. Uh, Same yes. as yeah, it is. But anyway, let's move on and talk about happy things because it's going to be a happy episode. We're going to talk about this greener, Yay. faster, better. Rear North report. Um, here it is, Simon. Let's get you back. Let's get your little face in the corner. God, no, that's just me. That's useless. There we are. Simon's here, everyone. Oh, Simon's am. here. Hello. Uh, as ever, apologies for the, the the latency in the feed. Hello, Simon. Um, because I'm not good at technology, and feeding it through Skype makes the delay happen. But it's not too bad at the moment, Simon. You're all right at the moment. Um, Simon, firstly, for those who might not know, returning champion Simon Kendler is here. <laughs> uh, let's get Simon here. Uh, Simon Kendler, Rail Freight Wrangler. Simon, do you want to do a quick introduction for, of yourself for those who may not know you? Yes, absolutely. So, hello. Uh, I'm Simon Kendler. I work for Network Rail's National Freight Team, um, and I, before that, was a, cons- a rail consultant, and I've just generally been a bit of a, a rail person ever since I could do, really remember. Um, I, I also I also like uh, cycling, but not in London because that's where I live and it's terrifying. Um, and I also am a member and actual secretary this year of the Young Rail Professionals, um, which I've got my mug. I have, yeah, I have a mug down there. I've, in fact, I have that two one. above that you can't see out of shot. I've got the two, my two mugs above me that you very kindly mm. gave me. And so yeah, in the Railway, there's a Rail Week episode every year, which is a YR, the YRP episode, which yes. of course had Simon and we were in a, an old tube train. It was very fun. And then Simon oh, and I, we, we were deciding that flirts are the best trains in the UK as well, weren't we? So, um, did we've been on, we've been on some shenanigans recently. Um, Anyway, right, Simon. Thanks, thanks for a for a, a very a far more concise in, introduction to yourself than I've ever managed to an Atter episode. Given that we are already <laughs> quarter, uh, quarter of an hour in, right? So let's go miniaturize faces. Firstly, before we, so I tell you what, I'll do a quick, I'll do a quick my perception of this of the report and, and give Ooh. a bit of context and, and absolutely just chip in, interrupt me, um, and then you can talk about. A bit about uh, well, we'll kind of close with what the report is for, right? And what you, what your what mm-hmm. your intention with with the report was. Yes. But but uh, catch me if I'm wrong on this. But you, what you've essentially done is regionalise the outputs from the TDNS, the Traction Decarbonisation Network Strategy, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So for just a very very brief reminder. Um, uh, that the uh, the traction decarbonisation network strategy. You can look at, go to episode twenty seven for a fairly sizable summary of this document. It's a very very good document. I've I've I, it's still in draft because the team pulling this together were literally pulled off it by government. They're never were told don't work on that anymore. 
and that was the end of that. So thankfully, someone very cleverly leaked the link to it, and we all have the draft version that we can all refer to, um, which is good because it's a fantastic document. Uh, it refers to a fairly straightforward methodology to look at where do you, do you either uh, freight is... Un- Relevantly enough, Simon is on top of the word freight on this diagram, which is correct because as he should be anyway this um uh looking at uh basically do you have fast frequent or freight services on the line if so you need conventional electrification and that's kind of the logic of it and then and then you look at the length of the service if, if it doesn't have those three then you can look at um uh the length of the service as to whether you use battery or hydrogen uh, although germany have obviously just finished their work pointing out that hydrogen is just not worth it at all so we should really just sack hydrogen off but anyway uh that's that's another story i think uh, we need to get that report and do a page turn I, I believe. Uh, auf Deutsch, also. Uh, we'll do it in German as well, just to cheer everyone up. Anyway, right, enough of that. That's the CDNS. <laughs> it results in the big map, which in turn translated into this. This map. This map That's being the one. one. This map, which I need to slide over slightly uh, over to here, and that way uh, neither of us are in the way of it. So this map, yes. Um, mm. and, and you've got a methodology that you use to. Mm. So, so, so within the, so they created this map. Fine, we'll we'll talk maybe more. We'll come back to this map maybe if if you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thought let's go into the report. Let's dive in and explore the methodology used to come up with the map. And, and people, yes. chuck your questions over here by adding my name, and then it'll go red, and I'll know to ask questions. Um, yes, Simon. Let's without further ado, let's bring the report up. Uh, yes. Oh, which I managed to close the PDF of, so I'm going to go to two big faces while I open it up again because. Well, uh, whilst you whilst you do that. Oh I yeah, talk. A, 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 I can intro how this whole thing came about. So yeah. Uh, back in uh, 20, 19, 20, I don't remember. Oh, Previously lot, in history. Lots has happened. Uh, <laughs> there was an organization called the Northern Rail Industry Leaders Group, um, which is now RIA North. Yeah. Uh, RIA is the Railway Industry Association, and they're like a um, interest group for various railway kind of industry, construction yeah. type. Is that they a, they kind of cover consultancy like all, all the suppliers um but not the, they're not the railway supply group they're the right. industry association but they all kind the of represent the whole group. industry to uh yes to government so they've decided to regionalize and nril northern rail industry leaders uh was already a thing so basically just gobbled it up and it's become part of rear there's a rear scotland there's a rear north and all this good stuff anyway um as part of that there was this whole piece about decarbonisation, and the reason why the TDNS is relevant is because that was kind of floating around and being worked on. Uh, and there was a whole discussion, particularly at the beginning of COVID, about, um, well, you know, the railway is going to have to reinvent itself. We didn't really know how, what that was going to look like. Um, how do we go about, you know, decarbonising it um, in the best way possible? And there's been obviously a lot of discussion. People talk about battery and hydrogen, and there's a lot of people, including myself, I'm going to hold my hands up and go, "No, electrification is good, particularly as I work in freight, and batteries and hydrogen are are, are not the one." Sorry, and sorry to rog with your nice battery diesel boosted 93. It's it's not going to haul heavy things. Waste of time. Um, Absolute not, waste of time. It's not going to do it. It'll be a lovely loco. It'll do things. It'll do bits on the under the wires that exist or they get put up. But 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 other than that, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not going to do anything chunky that we need. So on the back of that, it was a case of if we take the railway light network of the north, north. This is a very hard thing to. Yeah, the north. 
What is the what, North? What? Let's, let's not let's let's swerve that question. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll be here. We'll be here all night. Yes. Uh, I'll add that despite the fact that I sit in London, I'm, I'm in Tottenham. Wrong finger. There we go. Tottenham Hotspur. That's my team. Uh, and I'm in. I'm in a. I'm in a small North Londoner. I lived in Liverpool for four years. So I've, d- I've done a bit of Northing. And my brother lived there for five years. So I've done a bit of Northing. So I know. I know what it's about. Um, I also know how good and bad the network is, and how much freight we have on it, and off the back of that, we went, if we're going to go and start working out how to electrify, if we're going to get some rolling program electrification, which is what we all agree we need, then we have to have a bit of an idea of what that's going to look like, how we do it, and therefore beg the question, how do we set about prioritizing it? What's the best way, what's the best methodology for coming up with a, a bunch of prioritizations? Um, and that's what we've done. And I think in terms of working out ways of doing that, I think the report, in terms of methodologically, wow, that's a hard word to say, uh, we've done that quite well. Output-wise, perhaps there is a lot of room for um, critique and for um, challenge, and, and we can discuss that. Well, I'm very happy to. Uh, but I think that intros the report. So yes. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I suppose one of the things, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this, I, I suppose, and already we've got people querying it, which is, it looks like a lot. Yeah, there's like a lot of it's the same priority. A lot of it's like a priority immediate. Um, and we can. I'm, we can I'm talk all for. I'm all for the critique. Apart from the why is the settling Carlisle? Because because I guarantee a lot of the critique about the settling Carlisle is not because people think it's like a bad route or whatever. It's because they don't like the idea of wires over the pretty riverhead viaduct. And that's <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. really it. Really annoys me. It is a railway first. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in a pretty I've had I've had arguments with this about people on the fourth bridge who are like, oh, it threatens its UNESCO World Heritage. Like, oh, it'll make photos Ow. not so good. Ow. Bugger off! It's a Ow. railway. That Guys. bridge will withstand p- p- poxy little masts sticking you on it. You been? won't even be able to notice them. Anyway, have you I'm been? Depressed. Have you been to Nor? Like, like, do you think anyone complains about the views from the Bergen to Oslo train that goes through like stunning Norwegian mountainside? That's all yeah, electrified. No one yeah, cares. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the report. Uh, actually, there's there's a section on the structure. The number two structure report. Yes. Three key. Wait a minute. Wait a minute yes. Uh, key weight. Key metrics. Weighting methodology. Operational factors. Methodology. Combined analysis. Cost of not electrifying. So, let's get into it. So we've got. There's a bit of a forward here by Justin Moss. Um, and Julia uh, and Julie Carrier as well. Um, uh, hello, both. Uh, who are who were at Enril and now are um, uh, at Rio North. Yes. So I won't, I won't read through it. as ever with these page turns. We kind of skip the forward and executive summary, particularly when we've got one of the authors here. So there's a blah blah blah. Fine. There's there's the recommended priorities section here, and you've got freight terminals in here, which is important because far too often that gets forgotten in the discussion. Yeah. Guess who put that there? Yeah. I wonder who put that there. <laughs> hmm. So um, we've got the background. Again, we don't need to dwell on this because everyone here Ooh. is aware of this background. Uh, hello yes. to all the 100 people watching right now uh, and Ooh, to the hello. two or 3,000 who'll watch this within the next couple of days. Um, yes, you all get this stuff. Uh, I, I, and actually, it's interesting because I've been having chats with certain people in the industry because Scotland, uh, because Scotland is not going about necessarily about this quite the right way yes they're talking about how to decarbonize but unfortunately they're thinking about decarbonization in a very narrow sphere of how to make the emissions not in the train um, and they're not necessarily thinking about how we do we decarbonize transport which means they're prioritizing electrification as a as a, a be-all and end-all and deprioritizing capacity projects and deprioritizing uh, capacity enhancement schemes which yeah. is 
a little bit of the trap that perhaps we've set ourselves in as an industry by talking about electrification and decarbonisation terms without talking about the capacity benefits that electrification offers. So rather than talking about the whole system pack, the, the, the reason electrification is good is not because it takes the emissions out of the train, it's because it allows you to run a better railway. It allows you to that uh, point. Run... That point is always is always missed. Yeah, because again, that one of the things that's thrown at rail in terms of the if we if we use the carbon arguments, decarbonisation arguments for uh, you know things like electrification and certainly for enhancements where we have to put extra track in or whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the things that come back is going well. Your, your emissions from rail are really low. You could run every single train as as a as a smelly diesel. Yeah, and we're well below the. Um, you know, the, the carbon outputs from other modes of transport, you're doing well. You don't need to electrify it. It's like, no, because we, A, need to encourage more people to come over and, and electrification in and of itself provides that capacity. Yeah. And B, it's transformational for freight. Like yeah, it, it, yeah, it yeah. just it just is. It makes hills melt away. We yeah, could yeah. We change timing loads, and we, which we'll... means that you fit much more into onto the railway because all of a sudden the huge gap that you've got for the class sixty sixes that slow to fifteen miles an hour going over BTIC, they're yeah. electric and they don't slow going over BTIC. You know, it's just... they they slow a bit but not as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, so so you talk a bit about that background, and and you, so you talk about the you know the GHG emissions. Um, and, and kind of the the, 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 the broad picture. Um, so you talk about the structure. So we've got uh, methodology, uh, combination of the analysis, and then the cost of uh, not doing that, uh, which is the last section, which I think it'd be interesting to pick into. So let's jump straight into methodology. We we, we yeah. want to get into into the the meat and potatoes. So uh, to talk us talk us through. This. So obviously it's a bit of a a, a text heavy page for, for everyone watching this in YouTube form. It's a very text heavy page, but it's fine. You've got me and Simon in the corner. We're going to talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, hello, hello, Simon. I'm, I'm looking over at you. Anyway, right. you know what, um, that, I've got my little Skype face in front of my face, and I can't move it. So you're you're doing things. Right. I have no idea. Page nine of the report uh, is talking about the weighting methodology and how you decide. And, and so we've got, I'll, tell you, I'll talk through and you can kind of talk as I annotate verbally, you can then jump in. Yep. So, so, so you kind of talk about the fact that you have these four key metrics. So passenger service frequency, um, line speed profile, freight traffic volume, and volume of structures. So this is interesting. So, so essentially it's those, the, the three metrics which we talked about a minute ago, which is uh, mm. fast, freight, frequent, or rather frequent, fast, freight those three so frequent trains fast trains freight trains with the fourth being how tricky is it to 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 then do that line and and how does that weigh into to prioritization and so those are the four key metrics that you've chosen um and so there's a paragraph here you say structures play a role as significant volumes increase the complexity of electrification projects which increases capital costs and therefore extends the payback time for business and operational um uh, costs compared to routes with fewer structures to adapt. So in, in a way, that's your net... For anyone who remembers the TDNS episode, it extends the tail of the NPV, the net present value curve. Um, so that kind of... So, so that does influence how quickly you get that return um, from uh, from, from electri- electrifying. Mm. So, um, so you talked about this, and then you've got a weightings methodology um, that you've got here where you kind of weighted rankings across all four of those metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, uh, yeah, so you've got some weightings that you applied um, 
So, yeah, the weightings methodology was used to determine weighted rankings across all four metrics. Speed, freight, volume, and structures metrics were simple to establish as they fit into three categories of low, medium, and high, or none, some, and significant, uh, where one represents high, 0.7 medium, and 0.3 low. So that's the, that's, that's the broad logic that you followed. Um, yep. And um, slightly more complicated for train frequencies, which can range from one train per week to 10 trains per hour. Um, and so in this case, you've, you've kind of applied what I presume is a bit of a logarithmic um, sort of yeah. weighting um, against that. Um, so having normalized those rankings, um, you can then essentially apply a multiplier to the different routes, um, which is what you did. So several ways yeah. different weightings applied. Yeah, talk, talk, talk to us a bit about the weightings. Um, so I think one thing I'll do beforehand. Oh, yeah, go on. Is, is, is because we, we kind of, we, we touched on the what's the north, but in order to, <laughs> I had to kind of answer that question and then build a map of lines of routes that consisted of the north. And for me, that's basically everything like draw a line from the wash. I had to kind of cut out Wales because it, it's that transport is devolved. So that yep. includes Cruiser Chester. I left that to the Welsh, sorry. Yep. Um, and then everything up to the Scottish border. So it includes things like Lincolnshire. And I, I was very deliberate including Lincolnshire because Lincolnshire is like, the one of the most forgotten areas of rail yeah. um, and, and somehow also critically important for particularly for freight absolutely so uh, i then patched together basically uh, uh, lines of route which almost numbered 100 of them between key junction points i didn't do every single junction because not all of them are relevant but i had to build a patchwork because it had to be non-service specific it had to be line of route specific uh, and the reason for that is because if you do it by services, particularly passenger ones, it completely skews you towards passenger and makes you forget freight. And if you skew it towards freight, it does the opposite. So yeah. the, the, the two points were, one, to find a way of building the network, which is just from a railway network point of view, regardless of what runs on it. And two, was a way of coming up with a methodology that was basically a way of going, we have a kind of almost a scientific, robust method for assessing where we think different bits of lines of route will have higher prioritizations so that comes up with its own set of problems which is why it becomes the other bits of the report but the outputs from that were the first part to go if we used only this methodology this is the the on these routes this is where the rankings would lie and this is how you do it and then we kind of asked that question for each methodology and then kind of mush them together for a final output yep yeah yeah makes sense so uh let me go here you've kind of listed off um some of the lines of route here yes um uh which we've got so you can see uh that, that actually these are the broad yeah see. sorry you, you've kind of got these the, the, the bullet points here are you, you've kind of colored the lines against these bullet points and these are fitting into what, what describe what these bullet points are that are on screen right now that so these are yeah so these are to the next the next screen the table will, will show this so these are the uh general categorizations that i lumped various lines of route into so you've got the middle and main line the transplant route upgrade uh what i confusingly called because i was i'm obviously playing jokes to myself i wrote this in lockdown too uh yeah you're everyone's bonkers we were all, we'd all lost the plot so <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah i was in my uh my girlfriend's old bunker flat uh, in Harringay. Anyway, so you've got uh, Trans-Pennine routes, not to be confused with the Trans-Pennine route upgrade. So these are the lines that basically come off the main yes. TRU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've got two areas which are called the, I've called the GM sub and the WY subs. So that's the Great Manchester suburban conurbation areas and West Yorkshire centre around Leeds. Then I've got the routes that kind of duck and dive or branch or form diversion routes for both the East Coast and West Coast main lines. And then 
we've got routes which are kind of going to fall into the it's probably easier to stick a battery on a train uh, yeah, because... the little short bits. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and so... the, the non basically areas that don't have freight at any particular volume. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, for example, you know, some people say, well, the Windermere branch is, uh, you know, should be wired because it's easy. And I agree, and it was going to be scoped in. But at the end of the day, if you're going to start fitting batteries to emus, running that as a as a BMU service is probably going to be attractive because, again, it has to fit into that realm of, well, how do we do this kind of cheaply and easily and focus on the freight? Sorry, Windermere isn't freight. Yeah. Um, so. And then there are a couple that don't fit into that into that that are, that are uncolored. So Indeed. we have uh, here we are. So so yeah, what red is uh, MML? We've got uh, yellow is uh, subsidiary to, to kind of Transpennine routes, uh, and, and you can see all the notes that you've, you've captured that in the notes there. So fine. So here you go. You've got you, you list off uh, the frequency of these lines. So this is a really useful reference for all sorts of other reasons, uh, folks. I'm I'm talking into the uh, microphone. Um, yeah, the the, the the variety of useful things here. So you've captured high, medium, and low speed, um, and mm. high, medium and low freight. So there's not so specific there, but the frequency is, is quite interesting and useful to, to pick into mm. there. So deck 2019 BTW, just, just by the way. Oh yeah. Very, thank you. Yes. Um, uh, right. So, so there we go. So that's all, all there. That's the weighting analysis. This is your, your table, um, of, of kind of 94 lines of route lines of route, by the way, are for, for anyone watching lines, of, how to define lines of route. Well, okay, kind of I'll... railway route corridors, um, split yes. by signaling, generally led by signaling fraternity on on how we split them up. Yeah, um, but for this for this specific purpose, it's, it's it is quite specific here. It's it's basically the lines of route between junctions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fine. But between major junctions. Yeah. Um, nice one. So there we go. So all these piled up here. Um, uh, you've got grey gray here for because it's a mix of battery operations, but also West Coast Mainline diversionary routes. So there's a bit of a... Uh, anyway, so there we go. Um, so that's the full list there. We've got to, uh, top by many lines. So this is... So you've, have you got these in a particular... Is this ranked? So this is the ranking of, of, of priority, is it? Uh, yeah, so this is... If you, take, this is you take, if, if you do the basically... If you balance... What I did, I played around with the rankings. So I was like, well, what happens if you just prioritize uh, frequency, speed, freight, structures? And then I did a, a meta weighting to kind of balance all four. Yes, um, okay. and, and this is kind of what happens when it, when it comes out. And, and for example, you'll notice that the four train in our Derby Chesterfield section ranks higher than, say, the six train in our Vanished Victoria to Tobedon section. Um, yes. Because it's, whilst Derby Chesterfield's four trains an hour, it's a high speed route and it has loads of freight. And it's got, but it but has loads of structures. But so does Victoria, uh, Victoria to Tom. In fact, most of our network's got loads of structures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was asked to do that, so I did it. I, I stuck it in there because they asked me to. So, um, yeah, so, so, I mean, that basically gives us the top 10. So, clearly, MML ooh. is an absolutely critical priority there. Like, yes. Transparently, a critical priority to do to do uh, middle main line. Um, Swinton to Donny. So, that's uh, basically going from Sheffield. So, Donny. basically, that's a cross country route. At that yeah. point, isn't it cross country route from uh, the top of the MML onto the East Coast Main Line? That's a key priority. So the, it's 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 a very interesting exercise to to pick this stuff up. Uh, mm. So is this entirely numerically derived, or have you applied some of your own? Have you like changed this ranking a little bit based on gut feeling, or is it entirely data driven? This is all data driven. That's it's all nice. It's all yeah. So, it's so it matches, which is nice because that matches our a gut feeling of do the MML connect the top of the MML to the East Coast Main Line. Um, as, mm. as a criticality. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it, it, the middle main line wins because you have some regional traffic, you have long distance flows, although they should go to HS2, but you know, RIP, Eastern Leg. Uh, and yeah. you have you have tons of freight. And you would have more freight if you were able to A, electrify the whole thing. Although, again, 
I see a lot of changes in in in, in uh, a space of time. I would now consider uh, uh, Kettering, Corby, Stamford, Syston, which is the middle main line, middle middling diversionary route that avoids Leicester. I now also count that as the middle main line. I didn't in this. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then you've got uh, you, you've got here. You've got Manchester Victorian to Tomden, Tomden Sarab Bridge. So that's the that's the the old route between Manchester and Bradford. Essentially. Bradford. Yeah. Bradford, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then Huddersfield to uh, to Bradley Junction. Um, yeah. So again, that's Transpennine. Interestingly, Eagles Cliff to 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 Borough to Middlesbrough. Mm. Um, is very interesting that that pops up. I mean, that feels like a no-brainer to me as well. But it's interesting mm. that that makes the top ten. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. Yeah, um, I think I think I think I think that creeps into the top ten in this particular uh, table because um, it has very few significant structures on it because it's quite flat around there and it, it, there just isn't much crossing over the line. Yeah. Uh, uh, has, okay. So that uh, that number of structures is the thing that elevates it. Uh, yeah, okay. it has some, it has a, it has an influence and it has a you know a fairly frequent passenger service. It's also got the intercity uh, Grand Central that goes on it uh, and it has oodles of freight. So ranks highly. Right, uh, siren alert because we're about to be put under under serious test now because oh. Deirdre is here. Uh, Detour oh. asks technical question: What is the sensitivity of the results to the weighting? So you're about to be you're about to be put under the cosh because um, <laughs> Rail Natter's resident statistician yes. is about to uh, 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 smack us in the face with a with 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 hard statistical stuff. Did that, you do? I suppose the question, question is, is: Did you do so a sensitivity I, analysis I, I, on yes. the weightings? <laughs> <laughs> that question is so is so smacking in the face that I actually don't know what that means because I'm not really a statistician person. We have to give. So I think what we've just been asked, and the answer is no, uh, is uh, or not no. The answer is uh, pass, unsure. Which is if you altered the weightings, yes. How much? So if you perhaps changed zero point three to zero point two or zero point four, uh-huh. how much would this would that sensitivity rad, would that basically keep things in line, or would the order radically uh, change? It's, right. so it's a test that you've probably not done, but to be statistically uh, rigorous and peer reviewed, yes. probably we ought to do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So. I didn't change. That's a very good question, isn't it? Um, so Deirdre's I, the best. I didn't change. I didn't change necessarily each of the those particular. Like I didn't change like a zero point three to zero point yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. However, what I did do, which probably which is not really answering the question, but we did. We I played around with the uh, the the weightings for each of the um, and put extra weight for speed and for freight, and I. Did produce different tables based on what happens if I just say we do everything by freight. And interestingly, the the kind of the 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 meta weighting I call it, which is like the mash of all four of them, was basically going if I take an average of the positions of where they change, this is pretty much what it comes up with. Stuff didn't change that much. The only thing that changed it, which I did for a laugh because I knew it would be absolutely crazy, was like the structures one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because when it because when you have no structures, it just goes whoosh straight to the top. But obviously, it's somewhere like you know. You know, Doncaster to Spalding or somewhere, which is you so. Know. So what you what you're going to need to do, uh, well volunteered detour. Uh, what you're going to need to do is um is send uh, Deirdre the 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 raw spreadsheet and see <laughs> and, and have oh it gosh, happy happy to yeah yeah, yeah. I, I'd be um, happy to, to do that because yeah. yeah it'd be it'd be interesting to to look at anyway um no that's uh, Rail Natter's resident actually, actually I 
so I, De- at some point, I need to find an excuse. So Deirdre, obviously, we need to get you on the on the show, but also Dina is a is a freelance statistician as well. So I, uh, statisticians play a, a uh, you know large. I need to get an excuse to find a Dina away onto the podcast as well at some point. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, surrounded by statisticians and good mm. because uh, more more of them needed. Better statistical understanding required all round. Um, okay, so we've got the t- top ten here, but what's, I'm going to jump down to the bottom of the list, and this may. Be interesting to challenge people. So we did have a question earlier. That I'm going to go back to because yep. I want because perhaps it's interesting to to challenge to, to tackle it. It's a question from uh, where are we? Um, where was it? It was a good question. Oh, it didn't have an at, so I've lost at. No, it was. It's from Howard Meow. Uh, it didn't have an at, but I've spotted it and I want to ask anyway. With mm. that map and so with the rankings, why? Yep. Um, Okay, we've kind of addressed the fact that there's that about like lots of it is the same priority, and maybe you might want to talk about that more. But the key thing I want to ask is specifically on um, uh, why are Ormskirk to Preston and Southport to Wigan not a priority? Can you can you address those specific routes and why they aren't a priority? Um, so that is mm. yeah, that was. Uh, oh wait a minute, where have we gone? Uh, that's another table we're going to get. Oh wait a minute, there's two tables. We'll talk about the other table in a sec. <laughs> um so table one yeah so that was Pre- ormskirk preston and southport to wigan mm. is it freight related is is that part of the reason is it about the freight? um so i think yeah so i think with 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 something like something like ormskirk to preston i think unless you made it a what i think should happen with that line personally is that that there's the merseyrail rail should extend to preston that's that's what i think you should do because the ormskirk yeah, okay, is yeah, yeah. Do that. however the the challenge with that line is is that it's it's a single track line. I think it's got one passing loop. I did use it a few times when I lived in Liverpool. It's one to train an hour, low it's, speed, yeah. low numbers of freight. There's no, structures, fine, there's no but... freight. There's no freight at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I think the the that line. I think the, the, I suppose the problem with that line is I've basically gone. It's very difficult to to like you know it, it probably maybe it should have fallen into the bat ops uh, bin probably yeah. actually thinking about it but i think what i mainly thought of was to try and ease the weight across the whole of the north i probably went you know what i'll leave that to mersey travel to sort out and they just and they, they just kind of plan on it to be honest it so. makes <laughs> it makes sense i mean all we have to do almost go is lift is lift the lift the buffers out and you know connect the track up again and do yeah. some something but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think that's where i kind of left left leave it to mersey rail to sort out because they're very good and the reason they're good is because they're directly devolved to their mersey mersey side yes. uh yeah, who yeah. know how to uh, do things and Howard, your other question, which you've just popped in about, um, this only talks about existing lines, uh, but doesn't think about reopenings or, or redoublings. Scope, my friend. Uh, there's only so much that one report can do. Uh, scope creep is a dreadful thing for reports. So it makes sense to just look at existing routes. Plans for expansion of the network are absolutely relevant, but they would fall into a different sort of report. So let's press on. So we're on table two now. So what yeah. is table two? Table two is... Um... Ah, right. So what table... I just had to... I'm glad you flicked to the bottom to remind myself. So yeah. table two is table one, if you take out like the obvious bits. Um, so we have agreed... Because, well, basically, the way... David won't mind me saying this. Uh, David Clark of Rhea, who is excellent and wonderful. <laughs> yes, hello, David. Um, so basically, what we what we were saying was was that you know su- surprise surprise the most important routes are being electrified which is the middle main line and the transparent routes hooray well done government you've you're, you're doing the right thing excellent um so and also at the time of writings as i say i, I wrote this the bulk of this almost two years ago yeah. uh, and and 
you know, the point was, was that, you know, these are the obvious ones for electrification. They should be electrified. So we, we kind of know how valuable that is as an industry. We don't really need to scratch our heads and wonder about that. Yeah, What's yeah, more yeah. important is what the map looks like without middle and main line and the transponary yes. upgrade. So that's what this table... table two. So then our top 10, our top 10 other than middle and main line and, and transponary route yes. is... Uh, connecting the middle main line to the east coast main line as we discussed that's number yep. one and two mm-hmm. um it's uh the old route so the the original lmy route between manchester and and bradford that's mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. uh eaglescliff borough and then borough to saltburn which is which is interesting and then connecting um up to uh the coast at salt uh the coast at saltburn yeah it's yeah. the coast at saltburn yeah. freight um, again. freight absolutely um chinley to sheffield which is interesting where's chin wait wait where's Ch- Chinley, Chinley is like it's like above Buxton and east of Stockport. Ah, yes. Okay, wait a minute. Let me let me get uh, Open Street Map up. Uh, there we are. Uh, open Street Map, not Railway Map. You might be wondering uh, because uh, it's very good for. Why has the internet gone all weird? Uh, let me it's not on. It's not on the screen. I assume. Uh, you know. No, it's not yet. I'm about to put it on the screen. Good, good, I'm good. About to do this and then this. Yes. Um, and oh, really, that, was Ge- that was Germany. That was, that was Germany. That was Austria. Actually, it was Austria. <laughs> oh, Austria. I don't know why I was. Actually, I do know why I was over there. Uh, right. Uh, so we're down here. Let uh, down. Looking left. at Sheffield. And get, zoom in on Chapel on the Frith. Uh, okay. Yes. Here we are. And Chinley is on the... There it is, Chinley. Ah, okay. Oh, interesting. So so Hope Valley. Yes. So it's the yes. Hope Valley. So, okay. Chinley Sheffield is Hope Valley. Yes. Chinley Sheffield is Hope Valley. Yes. Uh, is it wi- It's wired to Chinley already. No, not, no, not no. quite. So you see Hazelgrove. Yes. So Stockport to Hazelgrove is electrified. Yes. I, it's random as... But hooray, it's it's done. So if you want to try, because again, you see Buxton and all the lines squealing around. The reason that those are there is because we have Tunstead, Peak Forest, uh, we have Hind Low, other ones, uh, massive, massive, and I mean huge uh, quarrying sites for rail, which are so vital and produce a massive amount of traffic across the northwest. So those should be electrified because we could run easily, we did jumbo trials like last year. Um, with Freightliner hauling like 4,000 tonnes and stuff, which we could do a bit easier if we had that line electrified. And obviously yeah. obviously, a line between, we talk about um, Manchester-Leeds, but again, Manchester-Sheffield, given it's got yes. the, the peaks in the way, and it had an electrified railway, but let's, talk, let's not go there, um, de- deserves a, a, a electrified mainline yeah. route. Yeah, yeah. And oh, the plan was, uh, you know, uh, Transport for were planning to spend 1.3 billion quid on that railway. Um, yeah. Uh, that's not happened. Anyway, right. Okay. So, oh, that's not the right one. We want to go back to here. So that's the that's so that's uh, Chinley Sheffield and Ashbury's Chinley. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Forgive me. Ashbury's. I presume is the other end is is connecting uh, so down. So from... Ashbury's is a is a is basically inside Greater Manchester, and it's where the uh, electrified Great Central routes did, did go to Woodhead. Yep. Comes off the line that goes from basically Manchester Piccadilly around East Manchester, uh, goes past Romilly and those areas down to Chinley. Okay, got you. So yeah, that's uh, this stuff. Here. It's, it's, it's the one that looks like it's going through Breadbury from Central yes. Manchester, Breadbury, Marhall, yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, here. So kind of like so. Ash, Ashbridge is between where it says Beswick and Openshaw. Uh, that's that double. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up here, Ashbridge. There are. There's there Ashbury's. There are Ashbury's. So Ashbury's is electrified because that's on the old Great Central bit. Yes. But... Oh, well, I sh- so I'd say that I should have done is go to Open Railway Map. Because it shows uh, it's electrified, then, yeah. It <laughs> uh, has the electrification. It's in beta, but uh, yeah, maybe we can do this and do this. Uh, oh, oh, oh. There we go. 
That's so a massive unelectrifier. There you go. So go. Ash. Oh, so there you go. There we are. That's better. Marvelous. Should have done that in the first place. I was thinking oh, I'd be clever, fine. but actually, that's that is actually clearer. Marvelous. Uh, there we go. So uh, good. I always wonder why I can't close this bit, but anyway, it's fine. Uh, someone in the chat, tell me how to. But anyway, fine. That's that's useful. So there we've got that. Um, mm. Ashby Shinley, Gilbertite, Halter Gilbertite. That's interesting that that's there. That's kind of an obvious one to me. That's uh, basically on on. See, it doesn't is. have. Uh, doesn't have much freight, so it's, it's basically again because we're splitting by junction. Gilbertike is where the line from Ghoul joins the Hull line, so it's that middle bit there. Here, this bit here to here. Uh, I don't know if you've got a mouse, I can't see it moving oh. around. Oh, yeah, my mouse isn't here. Sorry, everyone. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can do that. Uh, capture cursor, I should have that ages ago. There, mouse is there, back. Hooray. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There we so are. that line, the line from Ghoul joins the line to Hull at Gilbertike, and the next section Selby, and the next section is towards Leeds. Um, and that's that's how you split them. And the reason you do that is because if you didn't do that, then you'd have like multiple frequencies because jo no, lines join together, they become yes, more frequent. Yeah, the, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you do it. it's a bit annoying, but that's that's what you have to do, I think. So um, Gilbertite to Hull has more services on it, obviously, because the lines from trains from Donny and from um, yes, the, the, the Donny trains so and the and the, the Leeds trains meet they, here and double yeah. essentially double the frequency to Hull. And there's yeah. a there's a bit of freight and very few structures, obviously. <laughs> The thing that I'm ignoring, so I'm not going to go there, is level crossings. But let's let's ignore that. Um, yeah, that's a well, yeah, that's another discussion. But anyway, okay, there we go. So that's that bit, and then um, uh, there we go. Uh, and then interesting, Pont Pontefract and Mog Hill to Woodlesford is interesting. So that's the oh, you're retesting uh, now. Yeah, that's the, the, the bit that yeah. I'm, oh, I know where I'm there because that's where I've been working on recently. Where yeah. let's go. Where am I? Open railway map. So uh, that the bit. is um, Wakey. There's Wakey. It's yeah, a that's bit right. here. Uh, that's Basically, it's the line that goes. Yeah, it's it's all basically. If you're trying to get Pontefract. a train from Leeds to Pontefract, reversing at Castleford, that's that's that bit because again, uh, freight mainly. Freight. Yes, there's it's a just, lot of. I mean, the, I, I point this out is if anyone wants to understand why a railway network is stupid in the UK, it's because it makes no sense from a passenger ops perspective around here because yeah. it's all for. Uh, it's a railway that was built in a network entirely built for freight. <laughs> so it's absolutely no useful, yeah, absolutely nothing. You, like All the back and forth that you have to do to successfully run a suburban yeah. service through here. Anyway, so so there we go. And then well, it's, 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 uh, and then number 10 is Middlesbrough Saltburn. Um, so interestingly, there, it's interesting that we go from Eaglescliff to Middlesbrough because that, that, I presume that's the freight because, of course, um, the connections further down the list, like Goole to Gilbertike, and 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 Selby to Gilbertike, but also Nathalaton to Eaglescliff, right down at number thirty-three, yeah. it would be the gap in electrification. But yeah. but all, arguably, what you do is by by doing you, you can almost work your way down this list. So to, to respond to the people who say, um, why does it show everything in one color then another color? Well, it's because actually you've got a you've kind of got a bit more of a of a hit list here that you could work your way down in terms of prioritizing. Yeah. Route sections. So actually, yes, you've got one big map that's that's got lots of yellow, and I can bring that up to show people what I mean by that. Uh, no, uh, here. That one. You can yeah. see there's a lot of yellow here, and you go, well, it's all yellow. That's not helpful. It's because this is a this is a fairly simplified schematic. Uh, the detail is in the report. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, mean, I, I get it. I get it. It looks a bit like, oh, well, we'll just have to do everything. That's a bit silly. But but so I, I, I get that. I think the other thing is um, the other thing is is that you have. Again, you must remember on these first tables that they 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 tangentially relate to the final map because remember that there are three sets of analysis which form the final output. Yes. 
And this is just the one that goes, if you just took a completely non-service orientated point of view, as in you don't care what runs, you you, you kind of care what runs in terms of frequency and how fast it goes and just sheer numbers, but you don't actually care what services are running. Like you don't care where stuff goes or where people are going. This is the patchwork of places that would fall into like a priority. Now, the reason why uh, we started with this, because that's uh, like the most scientific, if we're going to be fairly robust. However, I know that the real statisticians will obviously just pour like scorn and laugh at me hysterically. But I admit (laughs) I am not a statistician. I am an idiot. However, saying that, um, I think it's a good way to start, because when you when you go to DFT and Treasury, you have to kind of prove that you've done a thing. There has to be a methodology. There has to be a methodology behind it. But but the problem, as we as we all know, Gareth, the problem is, is that if you were to electrify random bits of railway that patch together, because that's the that's the methodology you use without any due care and attention to massively long, you know, geographic busting freight paths or like service groups which are determined by the you know captive fleets of trains, yes, which, is, which yeah, are exactly. like have a depot at a particular location. We know that that it touches reality and it just it melts away. So that's why we did these multiple different types of analyses and then mush them together uh so that's the first thing don't don't think of the the main map when you go through these bits that's the, the thing that comes out at the end yes so and talking of which we then move on to that operational factors method yes so, so so having done the kind of the the how would you do this looking at those fact the 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 yeah. um you know uh, frequency speed the, wa- the weightings structures, the weightings then you move to operational factors yes um and so, so talk us through this. I'm, I'm going to kind of. Yep. So we've got we've kind of got you talk about passenger service frequencies and service groups. Yes. Um, so, so yeah. What, go on, I'll, talk through this. what, what I'll do uh, is I'm, co- I'm conscious, Gareth, that we know we could ramble about this for, for a long time. We and, could. And, we're going to be we're brief. Pu- yes. we're, we're, we're pushing eight o'clock. So um, what this is is basically it, it addresses the point I've just made, and that is that you have to you have to like look at how the passenger railway really works. Now I'm not here to discuss out of scope about whether the service patterns that the original timetables had in debt 2019 whether they were good or not because there's probably lots of things they could have improved on or whatever again eat, like look at lincolnshire and their terrible services like brig gets the one train a week yeah. fine i'm not here to discuss that because i can't do anything about that but what we're talking about is going we actually should have a look at which which lines of route again uh have the most passenger services and the running over them and therefore, and then rank them in that order to look at which bits of line you need to electrify, take a service and go, right, if we've got this diesel service, it might run on bits of lines that are wired up or it might have wires at each end. How many bits, lines of route do you need to electrify in order to get these services swapped over to electrification or run the bits down to uh, where they don't have wires so small that you could maybe run them on batteries or whatever. So that's that's where we're going with this. It's fully focused on the passenger timetable, the service groups they operate in and going, this is how we'd rank it if we've purely focused on passenger services. A a, a, a small uh, qu- uh, query slash criticism of this table it's not got headings i don't know what the head what these numbers are yeah that's yeah that's that shouldn't have happened uh so it looks I like it's got the tails of headings uh, that have been uh, yeah i think graphically they, I, think, omitted. I think i think they were chopped so i think <sighs> what's happened i think what's yeah uh, if you pop pop down a bit this is like when we did the publication so <laughs> uh yeah so i think what's happened is is that the the initial list the the, the, the bold numbers are like the the numbers that they are uh, when I just basically broke the network into bits and then numbered them, 
and then the, the uh, okay so the rankings then, first the bit yes. the, the, the bits that you broke the network down by and then yes. is the next one tph free, or free, yeah that's tph okay. and then you got the yeah. and then you got the bits so yeah sorry i don't know why that's happened um it was all a bit of a mad rush so that's what we've got there um and yes. then we kind of and then we talk about like the you know you've got top 25s and we, and we put it and basically the reason why i put it in 25s which is probably a <laughs> probably my autism brain went well let's break it into even chunks because it had about 75 lines of route yeah. roughly so i was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ah, bunches of threes that's easier um yep. which probably wasn't a brilliant idea in the end but but there you go uh, so you got that so you got the top 25 rank, uh, ranked lines uh, of root pro- uh, for prioritization my service group there um yeah. so that gives you um a way to then identify routes as a high priority which then feed well, into the next so what, stage so what happened is is we uh, we 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 looked at it and went right so if we if we've got uh just by passenger and we've got like you know top 25 for passenger we've got we can pull the top 25 from the weightings where do they overlap it's basically kind of like you know it was interesting so if you take top 25 service group and top 25 weightings we, we can start to see the list there that you see with the bullet points yeah it's got some different bits in it so we've dropped some places, yes, um, and we've now got things like the Cheshire Lines route, which is Liverpool South Park, Stratford Park by Warwick yeah. Central, and that pops in there because that's obviously a key passenger route and has key service groups that run over it, which are very, which are very important in you know uh, regional routes. And that route didn't pop up very well because it's fairly slow and has no freight on it. But this is where we pull out a vital regional connection. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and those start surfacing, and then you sort of point out you kind of work through as well. So you you look at uh, oh sorry my mouse is clicking. It's right, right. I'm a fly in my face, which is very annoying. Uh, that's right. Um, uh, hello, fly uh, guest on the show. Um, so we have uh, yeah. So then you go through talking about kind of the, the overlap and the consistency in these rankings. Mm. Um, talk about so to so talk about the process. If I keep going, there's there's a big chunk of text here talking about. Um, Oh, this is interesting. So you also talk about COVID, but before the COVID chat, talk talk mm. about the, the. So you're talking about continuity gaps, homogenous fleet um, benefits. Yeah. So I think this is. So basically, what we're saying is, is that we identify that if if you have, um, but if you have service groups uh, of trains which are dictated by things like rolling stock, and rolling stock you have to procure, and you and it's best to be basically with rolling stock. A, you want it to be. Uh, a big order because you get economies of scale yes. um if we order little bespoke bits and bobs it makes it very expensive particularly as we have to um you know get designs for our weird squidgy railway which has got all the you know squidgy structures and stuff um which obviously as a freight person i'm very sensitive to uh then you have the fact that again if you do by the waiting list, you get these kind of patchwork where you have a train that might start from its origin and then it would go wires, no wires, wires, no wires, wires, no wires, or whatever. Uh, so if you therefore go, well, we could produce a bunch of battery fleets, but you might not need all of them. And also you're adding complexity. So one of my criticisms, for example, of uh, Merseyrail with the um, the, the battery, IPEMUs, yes. with, the, with the IPEMUs, um, or, or is that how you say them? I don't know. We're getting into that old joke from school, if you remember, Gareth. Yes. But anyway, um, if you... Uh, do that i think that's bad because you're adding complexity and and more moving parts and one of the whole points of electrification one of the beauties of it is that you remove moving parts now i know we're talking about diesel and battery but you're making trains heavier you're giving them more moving batteries parts. are heavy lithium is a horror show uh, yeah. and they're they're he- yeah, just that that extra mass on the train the whole point and also to take up space all the extra mass extra space extra mm. materials mm. Um, aren't good. They undo the benefits of electrification, which is that exactly. you have a, a light 
train with very few moving parts and loads of space to put people and also things to make people comfortable, uh, both of which are important. So that's why like the line at the top there is quite significant. It's like, however, careful consideration must be made as to the adoption of bespoke alternative traction fleets, things like, like you know, battery emus or whatever, yeah. especially where such rolling stop might only be a stopgap for electrification rolls out yeah, further. In other words, or, uh, keep diesel for a little bit longer if you can actually do that and then run... Mm. Like diesel trains are fine, uh, folks. <laughs> actually, okay. Particularly if, you... if you've got if you've got newer fleets. I mean, we you know again we should be doing again. We could say let's do enough electrification that we can get you know east mids, uh, northern to um, at the very least get rid of things like the one fifties, one five three, all the eighties stuff that we yeah, you know yeah. that we love love to hate. Um, but then also you can do things which we we'll get to a bit later. Is you can you can do hybridy things maybe with like things like one line fives because they're newer, and then they can switch off in stations. Yeah, you can do certain bits like and pieces. With it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So pressing forward, conscious of time. So mm. then that you go into the strategic freight corridors, and I, I don't think we need to not uh, much as you and I would love to dwell on this. Mm. That feels fairly self explanatory really yeah which is... I, i'll just add one thing which yeah, i know someone someone i i i dissed i dissed my friends at rog uh, about the 93s yes 93s are electric <laughs> locos they have a small diesel engine and, and that diesel engine has a, a battery boost it's a it's very much like a an 88 um the main problem with the 93 is that it is another mixed traffic locomotive mm. you don't do full freight with a mixed traffic locomotive. If you want a good example of this, that's why we run 90s in pairs on the West Coast, because you could do it with the single one, but it probably won't work very well. Uh, I presume it, you can't get enough tractive effort at each wheel. Um, you just uh, It's just not enough axles. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Why, that's why I run them in pairs. That's why I run the 86s in pairs. 88s are different because they're more powerful, but I, I, I you know... Just take a look at how many times 88s across, you know, a month get to BTOC and go, no. Yes. Uh, yeah, quite. Uh, and on the subject of freight, and you talk about them here, um, mm. on the subject of freight, uh, the strategic rail freight corridors, you also have factored those in as well. So uh, without mm. dwelling on it, you can see we've got the key freight corridors, which are interesting for anyone who wants to know what these key freight corridors are. You have them here to look at in the report, which you can go and download. Um, and it's also the key thing. You, you touch on the work that was done by... Uh, yeah, Julian Worth. I was going to say his name is there. Uh, oh, looked at um, hero. Uh, looked at the fact that you can electrify quite a small amount of railway, and you know, two thousand single track kilometers, which is not that much, frankly, given that, yep. that we've got a total of thirteen thousand uh, unelectrified in the in the UK ish. Um, mm -hmm. That covers ninety five percent of freight operations. I, I've got a question. There's a question from uh, Howard Meow, uh, which was so I do have the chat open. Uh, is there a reason? Is there a reason why a passenger loco locomotive can't be a coco? Uh, no. However, I think the running the extra axles uh, at higher speeds will annoy our P-way friends. Also, please don't do that. Please, and, please and don't do that. And Gareth, Gareth will know more than me. When Coco locomotives go, I know it sounds a bit funny, Coco loco. Uh, when Coco, when Coco locomotives go around tighter curves, uh, the track doesn't like it, does it? Correct. Gary? Yeah, correct. It Coco is fine for um, uh, lower speeds, you know, up to seventy-five miles an hour. Um, you could cope with up to ninety with modern track materials, but also 
curvature that you get on on passenger lines coco is a bit of a headache so yeah uh, all of what simon said please don't do that to my track uh it's 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 a cost you know it's a cost versus benefit situation like you can run coco at 90 uh, and we can cope with it but they're running it at 120 you're having a coco 125 not not quite as preference. It's not not, no. not not so good. So then the combined analysis, and I presume this is just you talking through how you smoosh yes. these two. Together. Yes, it is um, the smoosh. It is the, the smooshing, which then gives which then gives the ultimate mm-hmm. ranking mm. list, and this is the ranking yep. list that everyone can pay attention to, right? And goes into the map. And goes into the map. So this is the list, folks. Mm-hmm. The list here, the top ten being. Uh, oh, where's my? I need I need my like. Um, music that uh have i got now do i have the drop somewhere that i can pull up uh probably not i need what i need is the um i need the jeopardy music that we can talk through anyway i need to get that line up the jeopardy theme tune as a, as a drop somewhere anyway i digress miles plank hazel grove asbury's buxton peak forest door so that's hope valley that's the connections into manchester and over hope valley that's, that's, that's the top of the middle main that's line. piccadilly victoria and bits through to sheffield yes for yeah. that so that's number one priority in the north. That's in, that's in, away from the, the, the TRU and the MML. Yep. That's the number one priority. Interesting. The next one, Garforth, Templehurst Junction to Hull. So that is um, basically from the end. From it's Leeds, Leeds to Hull. From, from, from Neville, kind of um, Neville Hill uh, mm-hmm. Depot to Hull. Well, it's, it's a re- the reason why it's Garforth is because TRU is obviously electrifying the bit yes, from yeah, Leeds. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. to be... Um, annoying next one sheffield swinton so that's mml to east coast mainline number three As number four. four. Oh, sorry sheffield swinton sorry and four yeah sheffield to donny is is three and four forgive me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, number five uh donny to cleethorpes and immingham so that's south of the humber that's the line south of the humber, that's it right? yeah you let's yep. try all that apart from bartlett humber because you could do that with the battery thing uh because yes. you've got tons of freight and you've got the important regional connections yes. albeit now with tpe so you know lol yeah well yeah quite um so at the number six is the it's it's we're back to that um, alternative route over the back of the you know the the, the old route uh, Manchester Victoria to Bradford Interchange yep. electrify that absolutely um, number seven Halifax to Murfield um, is an important one so that is going uh, actually let's let's get that let's go back to our back to the map yeah so Murfield is if you go a bit left yeah, so Murfield oh, yeah, Murfield's the bit it, it's but yeah between Dewsbury and Bradley. If you see there, yeah, where those lines all so that 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 middle bit in the middle where it's going to be Murfield. Electrified, that's Murfield. Murfield. So basically, Murfield Halifax is left of there. So what was so basically because that would join up with the line from the Calder Valley route, which is Manchester to Bradford. Yes. So that links all that together. That's so therefore, you're you're making you're linking the greater Manchester. Those are the are those the TJCs? There. Are you talking ELRs to me? I am sorry. That's right. North of the Thames. I'm no. Rich. It's MVN two. <laughs> it's not. It's MVN. I'm uh, so bad at ELRs north of the Thames now because I'm a southern. I'm a southern. The, yes, of course it's the MVNs. Where's the TJCs come up? No, I'm speaking nonsense. Of course it's the MVNs. Yes, um, which is that's that's Manchester Victoria to Normanton there mm. so it goes up there to normanton and then connects to the tjc's there we are that's why mm. i was thinking tjc's but yes the mvns and the tjc's are somewhat somewhat of a pairing anyway there we are murfield let's get electrification back uh, so there we go so that is oh they've dashed the planned stuff which is nice anyway there yes. that that bit electrify that bit so yep. um yep. then we've got um bravo interchange to leeds so again you know that's Full route done. IRP is considering doing that anyway, but that's another story. Uh, Leeds Harrogate is interesting, so not the full loop to York, but just up to Harrogate where you've the got problem, a pretty decent frequency. The problem is, is that the the arguably again, 
the, the problem is, is that the Harrogate to York bit is much lower frequency than Leeds to Harrogate, and has, and has the, the the pull is Harrogate to Leeds. It's not Harrogate yes. to York. Yeah, yeah. However, who's to say that? And ah, but you know, one of the limiting facts I think, as you all know more than me, is the Harrogate to York bit's got lots of gnarly single line bits, which yes. if redoubled, you probably get rid of that problem. You can run more trains to be better. But there you go. Yeah, and also with the level crossings, a bit of a mess, really. Uh, yeah. And then number ten is Nathalaton to Saltburn via Middlesbrough, so it's the yes. full length. So that's your top ten. And for mm. anyone who wants to then see the, the 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 related sort of priorities, you know, Ferry Hill Borough, mm. uh, Carlisle Newcastle is there mm. number twelve actually, which is impressive. I suppose it's because it's such a commonly used diversion route. As, Diversionary, as well as yeah. You got you got freight. freight as we know because the train fell off the, the bridge. Yeah, bloody uh, hell. Yeah. Yep. So they, yeah, lots of lots of freight. Is that there. gone? People... Yet? Was that gone? I presume that's gone now. Uh, I think with the, I think the last wagons have gone. I think we're now repairing the P way and it's coming back. Um, Thank you. It's been a while. It's, isn't it's, it? it's coming back in. What's the date today? It's, it's about a week's time. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's public information yet. So yeah, I'm not going to give a date that I know. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. You've, you, you... You heard it first. Uh, that is not the official position of uh, Rail Network. Simon Kendler did not say anything or, about this. Or, or Network Rail. Uh, um, yes, no, 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 no official position there. Um, so, right, there we are. All the stuff, for a list of 40 in a nice party. So the map is one thing, but that table mm. there really is the, mm. is, is the important thing. Yep. Um, uh, there we go. And then you've got this kind of detail here where you talk about... So all that is, is that basically if you take all the services, uh, you've got the current traction on them. This has probably changed now because, yeah, again, written a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. But basically it's like which routes do you have to electrify as uh, from the uh, the routes that are numbered um, to uh, get those trains fully electrified. So you can see doing the Grand Central uh, Bradford service is a lot of little bits, whereas if you want to do Lincoln Central to Peterborough, then you just need to do Lincoln to Peterborough, yeah, which okay. sounds long, but you've got loads of freight on it, so because yes, yeah, we're, we're not running along the East Coast Main Line. So. Yep, nice. So there you go, and that kind of so that provides you that backup. So the report has all the information in it if you want to do this priority stuff. Mm. Um, Stamford Bridge got smashed again today. Oh dear, uh, let's not worry. Let's not let's not worry about that. Uh, <laughs> the the the, uh, the rail natter chat as ever, um, and here we go. So there's some some priority one services here rank. Uh, oh, sorry. This is table six, uh, yeah. which is the priority That's two routes. Yeah. These are the, the priority two routes. Forgive me. So That's here you it. Go. Um, the Cumbrian coast is here. Someone asked about the Cumbrian coast. They did ask about. Yeah, that that um, is there. That is there. It's got again, obviously serving Sellafield. So it's a yeah. fairly important freight one, but not not like super huge traffic amounts. Yeah. So there you go. So there's there's those options here, and and I think um, yeah, there's, there's, you've put some nice words in there to make the justifications. Um, you've got some uh, here we are. Priority the, the the priority three routes which are these ones, uh yeah, the, yeah and a title, priority three da, 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 right so we are so medium to long term alternative traction and and sort of priority three services there's some additional t- about options options you've laid out some options there um, mm. and then you go into the cost of not let fun which again much as this is important very important stuff we don't need to dwell on it because i think no, a lot of us you know could... this stuff really yeah the writing's there and 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 um this is where guys from 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 rear and, and some of my colleagues on the the rear north team so michael tur and uh, and chris from uh from skanska they they went through a lot of this stuff and put that they really They've really kind of built on, uh, I think, contextualised all the kind of nerdy rail stuff that I did. Yeah. So that's where it was a very much a team effort. Yes. So it's looking at. Um, so you're just looking at kind of the cost to to electri- the cost to electrify the capital carbon investment to electrify and the difference of doing that versus not doing it, and the fact that over a thirty year period, passenger trains emit. Um, you know, substantial amounts of of, of uh, CO two, tons of CO two equivalent, um, and you can associate monetary value with that. So you can see that fairly quickly. You can see that 
the cost of not electrifying uh, in in reality is greater than electrifying over a, not a particularly long return period is, is essentially what you then conclude. Um, uh, so there we go. And Green Book. Green Book. So there you go. You've gone into the Green Book and actually plotted the numbers there. Uh, there's, there's, there's the Green Book numbers associated with CO2 and return and then and then so on and so forth. So basically, there we are. There's the report. There's the tables. and, and, and uh, that, that, table, that table's quite fun. That's my favourite table. Ooh, okay. This this table was a, a standard Wednesday for freight on the West Coast Main Line, and it's colour-coded by what... Where those are. end up. Well, yes, but it's key. It's key is electrification. So, which trains run electrified throughout? So you can see you've got the the Royal Mail stuff because it's operated by Class Three Two Fives. Then you've got ones that change local on route. So you might have a diesel coming out of Felixstowe. It swaps to electric at uh, Ipswich, then runs all the way through on electric. Then you've got ones that are under the wires the whole way. Then you've got ones that are on a fair chunk of the West Coast Main Line for their journey, but then they come off and do a fair chunk away from the wires. So this gives you an idea of how much traffic runs and the mileages they do on a standard weekday on the west coast main line for freight of how much of it is actually electrified given that we have a so the two 400... columns that are interesting here yes. are uh how many miles and how many miles of those are wired yes uh oh oh dear oh yes oh dear yes oh no yeah so i'm seeing some numbers that are like 191 miles run 189 miles wired Yes, Class 66 diesel. Yeah, that that those two miles is the bit from where it comes off the Tilby line at yep. Thameshaven Junction near Stanville Hope, and then runs into the Gateway Port. Yes, and that's, and that's all done by a 66. Yeah, mad. Uh, so so there we go. And there's there's lots of bits of di- there's lots of stuff for people to sink nerdy stuff for people to sink their teeth into. Got the credits here. Simon, you're there. Michael from Sistra. Michael uh, Michael Tour. Uh, Chris, Chris Hayes from Skanska. Um, yeah. And then you're supported by uh, David Westcuff, uh, Jonathan Plarai, uh, Janet Dunnett, Ellen Pennifold, David Buckley, and Ruth Humphrey there as well from uh, from other other people What's across that? the industry there. Um, to, answer, to answer Gareth Williams' question, uh, stupidly no, is not Felix Stowe's not electrified. Uh, and it's yeah, I know it's 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 a strange situation that we're in that um, that enables that. Right, so let us return to mm. uh, our two small miniaturized faces. Um, yeah. And uh, so we have, we have that feeds into the map. But so answer the, all of the thoughts on why is the map so few colours? It's because it's a, there's only so many colours you can put on a map, <laughs> and so yeah. that table is really the interesting thing you want to dive into. And, and you can basically split mm. that up any way you like, whether you want to split it into two bits or mm. ten bits, or you know so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I think I think the I think the main thing that I think got people's attention, well, I, and I understand why the way it came out and, and everything else was that people just saw this map. Obviously, the details buried in the report, and yep. and and we did do a top ten list, and unfortunately, that just didn't that didn't quite didn't quite make it. it didn't quite make the, the focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should have been the top ten, and then look at the background to the rest of it, because yep. the top ten is the balance between electrifying most passenger services and freight for the network in the country that you see in this geographic area on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pete Johnson. Uh, hello, Pete. Uh, these tables would be brilliant for working out HS2's impact on freight capacity. They would, Pete. Take it away. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's loads of nerdy information there for a lot of people to pick up. Um, uh, Owen O'Neill is asking, uh, just how much decarb can we get by swapping a Class 66 for a Class 99 without any more wires? Uh, entirely depends on what flows and how much mileage you're doing away from the wires because 99s will have limited diesel traction haulage capability uh, and they'll have limited fuel range so you couldn't run a 99 on a massive chunk 
uh, away from the wires because it would be slow. It may run out of fuel uh, and it may uh, fail if it's going to go up. Uh, or we may have to make the trains lighter so, so it can cope with the hill, which obviously will annoy the customers when you say, where's my wagons? They're supposed to be on this train. You go, oh, sorry, we have to cut them off. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, yeah, there's obviously those, those locos don't sit on the don't just sit uniformly on those diagrams there's 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 a lot there's lots of other things to think about but yeah mm. i think there's a lot of space for it's an example of where the that, that last mile battery is potentially very useful um so long as it's not so heavy that it causes headaches but in a way for freight tra- for freight locos you have the benefit that you've got a load of ballast in the freight loco to swap out with battery mass in a lot of cases because you need a bit of mm. braking mass in the loco so anyway blah blah blah, blah. lovely um uh Tower is noticing that a tower was involved in the, the report. Um, if I pronounce tower right, I don't. I, I hope I pronounce yeah, yeah, tower yeah, right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Deirdre. Anyway, right. Um, so that leads us into uh, that. That is the report. We've, we've covered the report. We did it. Uh, thanks, thanks, Simon. Um, Pleasure. We, we, let's let's do the let's do the end bit and then jump back to the questions if we've got any more and then also any any last thoughts because I, 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 we're not we're not wrapping up quite yet. But you may have additional thoughts. Oh, we do have more thoughts yes. because before we wrap up. Simon, what was this for? What was your what was the intention? What was Rio North's intention? What was your intention of this document? Mm-hmm. Other than providing lots of nerdy things for us to pick through and, and, and mm-hmm. lots of secondary useful benefit, what were your thoughts yep. on what this is for? So for me, I think from a Rio North point of view, um, what was this for was we had a, a an exam question, which was how do you decarbonize the railways of the north? Uh, so that was a bit of an exam question and we all agreed, um, and I, again, I put forward the case very much strongly for prioritise stringing wires up because, again, freight, freight, freight. Uh, so if you if you want to decarbonise, and we've got to put wires up, um, and so that means you need to do A, work out where they should go and kind of what order they should go where it would be most beneficial, uh, and B, by virtue of doing that, you kind of, kind of work out where you do the alternative stuff. Yeah. Because there is a place for it. We, you know, we're not just saying battery is bad. We're just saying there's a place for it. It's probably limited, um, but we can work where it plays out and then, and then run with it because obviously we want to decarbonize. For me, it was a case of going, um, how can we have a, a piece of work that builds on? It's like building on the shoulders of giants. You know, there was work done years ago uh, back in the day um, when I think I was at uni. Or, or something where I think it was maybe led by Adrian Shooter, where they kind of they wrote this report to government and they went, "You should electrify." It. And the government actually jumped on it and went, "Yes." And then GWEP happened, and then obviously GWEP yes. was great. Then it got authorised, but then we had loads of problems. Anyway, and then obviously the government's run scared since then, and we've got all the other things going on. But I think it's building on the shoulders of giants. It's building on the Y electrification report. It's building on uh, all these that things. That was 2009, but, by the way, that that report was written. Um, and and got so yeah. the, the, it was this because it was in, I had to, I was researching it in my piece um, the same year that the bionic duckweed report was published within that year mm. Shooter and others uh, com- combined to write a report uh, actually mm. I, Roger Ford was in, in amongst that lot as well combined yeah. to write a report that said no that's very very stupid uh, you actually need to wire up uh, Gordon Brown got Adonis uh, in as, as transport mm. secretary and, and Adonis went, yeah, actually, we're going to electrify. Let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was so, 2009. Um, oh, God, I started uni that year. So, um, <laughs> so like, you yeah, know, we, yeah, so, so we had, like, uh, these reports and the, we had, we've had runs recently and this is just one that goes, this is the focus for the North because at the end of the day, we know, we know that the, that the railways of the north and the regions are always forgotten. And a case in point is right now that the collapse of the services that 
on Avanti, Northern, TPE, but particularly the latter two, yeah. are tolerated because they are not serving London. If yep. this was happening on London Talks, there would be, you know, up, like the biggest of uproars and, yeah, 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 and, and all the rest of it. So the North needs focus. Uh, and that's the whole of the North collectively needs focus. It has the most freight mileage and it has the most potential because if yeah. we have a high speed network, build high speed two, build the full thing, build the high speed link across the North. Bigger get... population of London, much yeah. more, as, as I was chatting to various policy people over the last couple of weeks, um, has the capacity to give Britain a far, if we emphasize uh, the economy of the North over the economy of London, it has the potential to create a far more stable economy for the UK and a, a much more sustainable one because it would be mm. less services oriented, more manufacturing oriented. And there's plenty that we need to, we're going to need to be building for the next, you know, the next 40 years to, to solve a lot of our problems. We, there's, there's a lot of stuff, including turbines, uh, you know, wind turbines in terms of you know panels. Mm. There's lots of stuff we could be manufacturing across the North. Uh, yeah. And that that kind of includes the, the Midlands as well, really. But certainly across the North, population greater than London in when combined uh, has the potential to outdo London economically. Mm. Uh, and a high-speed network would unleash that what's, so would a Gareth, railway network. What's the population like? Is it, is it more than like across like the, across like the strip if you go like liverpool across the whole and include like where you are in york and, and that kind of stuff is, is it what's the millions of people that live, live in that kind of strip of land uh it's like i think it's like nine or ten it, it's like it's it's as much or more than greater man uh, greater london like it's it's so it's, it's the amount to... of people that live in denmark and norway combined which are like not exactly poor economies no, exactly uh, exactly yeah it's just uh, yeah it's just like like it's just an absolute no-brainer. Which then, when you realise it's a no-brainer, you realise that it's a specific political choice to have, to not do that. It's a we don't want to do that. Someone has made a specific decision of we don't want to do that. Um, uh, yes. So anyway, um, that's what it's for, everyone. Uh, Simon, thanks so much. Let us yeah get rid of both of our faces and then talk about the fact that this is available in audio-only format. Uh, hello, everyone on the uh, listening uh, on podcast. Uh, hi. Uh, many more of you listen to this than watch it now because lots and lots of people uh, listen to this in, in podcast form. So hello to everyone who listens to this in podcast form, dear friends. Patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis for the patron to make this happen more. PayPal.me slash Gareth Dennis to, to throw uh, the change at me if you fancy doing so. Thanks to everyone who is still subscribed to the Patreon and to give me pennies on PayPal. It's incredibly appreciated. The times are difficult at the moment uh, and you continue to support me. It allows me to continue to be able to do this. Uh, Gareth Dennis, could you hear slash Discord for the YouTube chat that's been happening? Hello, everyone in the YouTube chat. You're all wonderful. You're what keeps this uh, the, the show working, particularly when it's just me on my own, because just a guy doing a podcast on his own is uh, not very interesting. Uh, so it's you lot who are my guests when it's just a solo app. Uh, shout out to the UCU who are on strike uh, at the moment. Uh, the University College Union, um, Solidarity, there's a lot of other unions at the moment also pushing for strike action. You can go and Google it and you'll find a fantastic list. Actually, uh, if you listen to Kill James Bond, Devon, uh, they uh, they do a very good job of um, shouting out to and, and giving links to, to the public, to places where you can find all of the different unions striking, where they are, how to support them. So uh, shout out to the UCU, but also shout out to all the other CWU, uh, the firefighters unions, the, the, the loaded unions, as well as all the railway unions, of course. So shout out. Um, the YRP. Simon, yes. tell, us what, uh, tell us about the YRP, uh, what they're up to at the moment. Uh, what can people go and do to, to say yes. hi to the YRP? 
Absolutely. So uh, for those that don't know, YRP or the Young Run Professionals is a non-profit organisation which is designed for um, various things. It's, it's centred generally around those who are starting in their careers who or who are uh, wanting to start their real careers. So don't young doesn't have to be you are a young person having been on the earth very long. It could be young in the industry as in I haven't been in rail very long or that you're thinking about going into rail and your career is just about to be burgeoning. Uh, come and join us. The membership is free www.youngrailpro.com. Uh, and then we have eight regions across the country. Uh, so we've got London Southeast, which is probably the, the most populous, given London's got lots of people in it. But we've got Wales, Western, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So get involved in local committee. Go to committee meetings. Go to the socials. At the minute, we've got a bit of a hiatus as we approach Christmas because, obviously, we're looking to family time and people going and, and seeing them. But in January and February, we'll start doing our delayed Christmas events. Uh, one of the things I've brought over from Denmark is that the, uh, the Christmas celebration season in Denmark runs from the beginning of November until the end of February when it's most darkest and most miserable. Uh, so we're going to do lots of lots of social things in January and February and uh, and 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 get people together to do generally like it might be a thing in a pub. We have subsidised events because obviously we're more than aware than ever of the fact that people are watching the pennies. Uh, and the only reason we can do these things is because we have the generous support of our corporate members, including my employers, Network Rail, uh, and various other organisations such as my old employer, Jacobs. Um, and we're very grateful for them for doing that. This year, I'm the National Secretary, so I basically get told what to do by my co colleagues in the chair's office. And if you want to get involved, let me know. Um, if you want to get in touch with me directly, um, follow, find me on Twitter, at Simon Zev, I'm usually in Gareth's replies, being annoying. Um, so at Simon Zev, and I've got a pinned tweet, which is a bit of a, a personal thread on the report we've just gone through, if you want a bit more info oh, on that. Yeah. Um, and coming off the back of that, uh, we'll come to questions in a second, um, of which there are several very good ones. We'll get there. Uh, next week, it's a, it's a news episode, really, but we're going to talk about why Amtrak Joe uh, has let the side down. Episode oh, no. 143, Amtrak Joe lets the side down and other tales of woe. Uh, so there we go. We can be sad about Amtrak Joe. Um, we might, maybe I should prod Justin and see if he's about it. Anyway, uh, I digress. Oh, let's get our faces back. Two yes. large faces. Simon, the, the first question is, where can people go to get the, to get the report? Uh, where can they find a link to the report? Uh, I think if you go on the Rear North website, there is a where there is a website, and then if you find the uh, the report, uh, or if you just Google "greener, faster, better," it pops um, up. And I'll put a link in the description. I'll put a link in the description as well. Um, yeah. And uh, also, yeah, link in the description. I'll put a link to your thread as well. Uh, so I'll put yes. those both as, as links for people to to find it. Um, so, any other questions? Uh, everyone, actually, it's all just about where can we find the report. Everyone, presumably, because we've answered all the questions, everyone is a hundred percent sure of exactly what's going on. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer Lewis's point about uh, YRP events. Yes, there are there are two tomorrow, but because um, I forgot it's not December yet. <laughs> as, 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 as we go towards Christmas, my brain is is just as Gareth will tell you. But my, my brain and life is all over the place at the minute because uh, tr trying to run a railway um, and it's hard. Uh, um, but yes, there are things going on. But we're winding down towards Christmas so that we can uh, take pressure off people that uh, otherwise would be trying to focus on Christmassy things, which which we imagine will be challenging this year uh so yes um but we we we, we are going to have a bit of a, a quiet run up to christmas so just to clarify there are things going on check your local area absolutely um you just reminded me that i need to think about what i'm doing for from for our christmas episodes i probably whether i'm going to do holiday pre-records or since i'm around in the in 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 uh in, in in York, whether I just do them as live, that's a discussion for me and my darling wife uh, to have uh, work out uh, what the hell's going on. But anyway, that's for the future. It's still 
Well, it's, uh, it's, it's Scotland Day today, isn't it? 30th November, it's Scotland Day. Uh, one of two Scotland days today, so happy Scotland to everyone. Um, yes, so it's not quite is it, December. Is it, is it Scotland Day? Yeah, it's Scotland Day today, isn't it? St Andrews today. Oh, man, I should know that. I should have haggis, shouldn't I? No, you, you know I should know that. St Andrews, Andrews Day. Yeah, 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 it's St Andrews Day, which is, uh, yeah, it's today. I, I, as, as an atheist, I don't go. In, I don't care so much for the saints. But it's Scotland Day, and it's an excuse to eat haggis, just like Burns Night is an excuse to eat haggis. I have no haggis. Anyway, right, that's enough. This episode is uh, mm, an hour twenty-five. Mm, uh, ooh, mm, I went a bit Jeff Goldblum there. Didn't I? I, don't know, I don't know what. I don't know what came over me there. Uh, mm, uh, mm, mm. Uh, let's end the episode quickly before I descend into just absolute uh, uh, chaos and anarchy. Uh, everyone, thanks so much, Simon absolute pleasure as ever returning champion simon uh, i'll see you soon um yes. everyone in the in the chat um uh, goodbye from simon from me cheerio cheerio